2: the way my culture grooms me, the mm. way I was brought up, the whole thing is built on the anticipation of reality as something that can be mathematically deconstructed. Okay, We yeah. can measure it, explain everything in detail with numbers and language. But the problem is that the assumption behind this is an assumption about reality, as if reality is that. And the problem is that right here in my body, Right here where I am (laughs) This is not my experience So how the fuck come That we ended up in this situation Because (laughs) the experience I'm having Is completely different It's an experience of fluidity and change And it does not correspond With the world picture That I was presented with And that I'm living in
1: It's a wonderful chaos Beautifully random Messy and
2: glorious Solo or
0: tandem
1: We work to find rest And fight to find like What are we doing here? You mean listening to this
0: show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healed. And
1: the atheist pray. It's a wonderful chaos, and we it like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and like Hello. It that way? It's a Hi. Chaos. Today we have <laughs> Thomas Heide <laughs> Heidi. Nice. Heide. Heide. We are going to discuss
0: creative chaos. And what we mean by that, just to give you a preemptive strike about what we're discussing, is this fine line between structure and fluidity. And how do we deal with the fact that we like to think that everything has a structure, but if we were honest with ourselves, it's changing the moment we look at it. Thomas Heide, <laughs> he is a, clearly a philosopher. He, It's even in the title of his name. He says, if you say what he is, it says philosopher. That's the first thing you read. And I had, a, I, I, I had a funny interaction with him because I didn't know much. We met him through Peter Koenig, our mutual friend who we, we love and adore. Yeah. And he, um, he, so Thomas wrote this beautiful post, which was uh, what he spends a lot of his time with, which I mentioned early, the, this sort of tension between structure and fluidity. Like like that. Everything is fluid. And yet we give it a structure. And in fact, even as I speak, I already see he's going to see all the inconsistencies in what I'm saying. So I'm summarizing it as simply as I can so he can correct it later. But, expand on but, it. but but what what I'm saying is that if we're, we we create structure for our sanity and yet it's fluid. So what yeah. how do you address the contradiction? that it is fluid, our brains won't allow us to accept the fluidity, so we need to create the structure. And how do those two things interplay and live next to one another? And I I found ways that I've addressed it. Paradox theory. Uh, Paradox is one of them. But one of the things is the idea of truth, because truth also you could say there's ideas where you say truth is fluid Mm -hmm. and structured. And so how does truth play into that? And and that's when I made a dumb uh, comment to Thomas just saying I – used this individual who I've mentioned to you before, Karl Popper, because it's helped me realize that truth in Karl Popper's definition was just a statement within a context. So what he said was, there's no truth, but what we can do is make a statement and we can decide the context where that statement is true. Mm. But that context can always shift. So what we're saying is we accept that this is what we take as truth based on the context that we've mm-hmm. created. Yeah a lot of headiness. Thomas has many more distinctions, I'm sure. But I just solved it. So I wrote this to Thomas and then he wrote back like, uh, oh, I'm not sure about this. And then, and then get this, I think it was maybe three days later, he replies (laughs) to this message that now he's thought about. And he said, if this is what you meant, I agree with you. (laughs) But but, but he didn't send you like, uh, no, no, no. It was the sweetest (laughs) message. It was like, I felt half guilty because now I've put something into his head and I'm like, damn it. I've given so much, I've given what I consider less thought than he's given to this subject. Mm. So why am I meddling? I should be asking him questions. Nice. So that was a bit of the funny interaction we had before the show. And I think with that, it would be great to invite him on and just start to start to uh, interact. He's also not that you don't need accolades, but you've written eight books. And I know you'll you're not going to you know stand and be excited about the world knowing this. But yes, you've written eight books, but you've created Chaos Pilots, which those watching who don't know what Chaos Pilots is. It's a really exciting, interesting, innovative way that I've seen of businesses going about going through creative processes within their ranks. So you, you really have created something remarkable in the world that, uh, that we, we don't, I don't want to skip over that because 30 years ago, the idea of going into a business and giving a completely innovative way for them to rethink how they do business is something that you actually created with your co-founder 30 years ago. And today, it's pretty much, I, there's several people I know who are practitioners of what you created then. And I just, congratulations on that. It's really incredible.
2: Yeah, it is Great. really incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I did actually, you know, when you look upon it over time, it's like 30 years have passed. So the amount of work that I put into it, you know, it was important because it wasn't the beginning. But you know, the the whole thing unfolded, you know, without my my help. So so it's just to make clear that it's a long time ago I was a part of it. But I think, I think one of the really interesting thing about how the cast pilots came to be. Okay, if I can go there. Yeah, please. Yeah. Was that uh my the co the other co-founder Ufa, and I are two different personalities. Oh yeah. And and uh you know, I proposed to him it, we were in a situation where we had to um we had received funding from the government to all our other projects. And so we had to evaluate this but we had spent all the money. So there were no money for evaluation. <laughs> so we spent all the money on the fun parts. And, there were, and so we thought what to do. And so we decided let's make a project that shows what we have done, okay? And so we talked about that. And then one afternoon I said to Uwe, I thought about this, uh, maybe we should, should do an education that's based upon our, our, our merits and what we've done. And I said to Uwe, Let's make a project management education for young people who have no education. OK, who have done it themselves. And the moment I said that the universe shifted, OK, it became real. At that very moment, a long time before what we know today, the universe just settled in and said, OK, this is how it's going to be. OK, and then the fun thing is that a couple of weeks later, my, the, co- the other co-founder said, let's call it Cares Pilot. And so for the second time, the universe clicked. Okay. So what we learned or what I learned from that was that, you know, the future was already there. Yeah. Everything that happened was already present. And it was a powerful experience, very powerful experience.
0: I think that's something that we, we, we spent a lot of time discussing yeah. this exact subject on the show is <clears throat> that, is Just that different words. Yeah, always different words. But the, the thing is, is that everyone wants to take control of their lives. And there's t- it's almost like you wait around for the penny to drop, but most people aren't patient enough for the penny to drop. So they're forcing the actual, ex- I got to control my future. I got to control my future. And what, I, what I've known in my life is that there has been more of a serendipity nature to it than a, a planned nature, at least for me. And I've seen that afterwards, I rewrite the story as if it was planned. Because, of course, that's how when you look in reverse, you can write the narrative the way you want to. But in actuality, you know, things were very like, I met this person who introduced me to that person. And then all of a sudden, I was taking a shower and this word hit me in the head. And I'm like, wow, that's what we're going to do.
2: Serendipity, what does that mean?
0: Serendipity would mean, so you're in a meeting where you're with your friend, Uta, and Uh, things are happening, uh, but... A word comes out of your mouth, and at that very moment, there's a click that there's something going on that you already know it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, like it, It's a
0: vibration. It's like
2: – At that point, I actually – I didn't know that. We didn't know it would happen, but it was just so powerful. You know, that like this – yeah. yeah. But is, the, is that what we are talking we're, we're talking
0: about? about? That's all we're talking about.
2: That's all we're talking about. Yeah, yeah this, I, this, this feeling that what just happened there, that you speak a word – and suddenly everything, you know, is vibrating and changing and shifting. And you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what the consequence will be, you know, yeah. at that point. But you just know. And and a part of you, a part of me at least, wants to take it back. Yeah. Because it's too powerful. Yes. It's too much. I did, There's no real <laughs> contact yeah. between the spoken word and what is happening in the universe now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're, you're, very, you're totally. very passionate, Thomas. Right? Yeah. I'm loving it. Like, <laughs> I, like, we talked about that you you have a high intelligence, but mm-hmm. as you're speaking, it's it's a very embodied way of communicating. Okay, great. Does that make, does that make sense to you?
2: Yeah, I'm passionate about this.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: nice. You know, I've often told Bombos, you know, I'll sit around for two years and I will be doing things. But when that penny drops, it, it's like it takes me over. I'm scared of it. So even when I, yeah, you know, the exactly. first the first book, it did well. And, and I was telling Bombos, and I said, often, I, I almost didn't want it to do well because in not doing well, then I could just go back to my cave and say, hey, goodbye. It was yeah. nice knowing. But when it went well, I was like, oh, no, now there's something. And then the next thing I know, I'm on the road for three months in America doing a tour, right, which was yeah. not planned. But that's speaking to you is that when that thing vibrates, it, you don't decide anymore. It sort of okay. you just follow that energy yeah. and it, take, it guides you.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's out of your hands, basically. Out of,
1: yeah, yeah, so, it's out so, of your
2: hands. So, yeah. Thomas, I've
1: got two words for you fluidity and the thing that we call structure. Like, yeah, how, help me understand. In, 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 like, to a five year old, yeah, to me.
0: if you use the yeah. word stasis, you have to translate it into a more basic word.
2: Yeah, I think I. I, I actually prefer fluidity and solidity, okay? Okay, okay great. So if, because they, it's this beautiful pair of words, you know, so you have fluidity, yeah. which actually is the, chain, the change aspect of reality, mm. which is, if you think about change, when I think about change, I define it as something that is it's always absent. So, so that which is changing is not really there, okay? So the world that I'm living in, according to this principle, it's not there. <laughs> yeah. It can't. There's, 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 a, there's a contradiction within the, 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 the property of change that simply says, in order for something to change, it has to be absent. It, if you define something as changing, it's actually absent. So I'm not here. You are not there. So what's happening? Why does it appear as if we are here? Okay. So that's the question. Mm. How come I experience reality as solid? when Mm. I simultaneously experience it as fluid. And I know that the consequence of fluidity is absence. But yet my computer is here. My hand is here. My body is here. You are there as if you were solid. So this is a problem. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It it seems like it's there, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) I've dealt with your issue. I, I say what you say. I say what you say in my own words is, why are you taking this shit so seriously? It's all a construct in your head, which you've projected and created a reality from. So now all of a sudden, the reality you create defines how you experience the world. So in a weird way, in a weird way, you've made the science out of what I try to reduce down to stupid, stupid sentences to soften my uh, tension in my head, you know, yeah.
2: And and, and and this <laughs> and this may be where I'm alone in the world because I, I just I'm just jumping to this conclusion that I'm thinking if we are trying to solve our problems mm. without taking this into account, then we get bad results. And Hall- <laughs> slow down, slow slow
0: down. Okay. All I can say is hallelujah. Cause what you're, this is what I'm just to, cause I love we're connecting and using our (laughs) lingo is that I'm always saying it's no different than Einstein. A problem can't be solved in the, in the, in the uh, paradigm in which it's Uh, been created. So, so when, when, when basically we go and say, I'm trying to solve this problem with all of the structure that I've created till this point, that what I'm saying is all the limitations that I bring to this moment in my life are defining how I deal with the thing that I can't deal with. Mm. And exactly that—that yeah. that is actually the the challenge, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. Yeah. But you—you you created
1: some, so you were aware of can, this can, thirty years can you ago. Just slow down. I'm oh, sorry, bit, because for me, I, I'm trying to keep up here. <laughs> yeah, 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 like when you were expressing, when you were talking before Andy was translating or connecting to what you were saying, I saw that you laughed, and that laughter came from a place <laughs> of like. Like I would, I w- I projected almost insanity and at the same time mm. surrender. <laughs> yeah, like it feels like you you're touching that borderline of of I can grasp it and actually I I don't know anything.
2: Yeah. So the problem is, of course, what is what what just was said that the way I've been groomed, the way my culture grooms me, the mm. way I was brought up, the whole thing is built on the anticipation of reality as something that can be mathematically deconstructed. Okay. We can measure it. We can finalize our measurements. You know, we can explain everything in detail with numbers and language. But the problem is that the assumption behind this is an assumption about reality as if reality is that, and the problem is right here in my body, Right here where I am, this is not my experience. So how the fuck come that we ended up in this situation? Because the experience I'm having is completely different. It's an experience of fluidity and change. And it does not correspond with the world picture that I was presented with and that I'm living in. So that's why I'm interested in the thing. How
0: (laughs) how How old were you the first time you did ACID?
2: I was maybe seven, 17. 17.
0: Yeah. <laughs> was, was that a wild guess? I have no no idea, but I know from speaking to you, there was a moment in life when you said, I'm going to allow my brain to float in whatever dimension that exists yeah. in the, in a, and give myself an experience of an alternate reality.
2: Yeah. So that's true also. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost like you're
1: talking about the matrix, right?
2: I I I think it's 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 more it's actually more important than that if I may mm. I, I think the matrix is a movie and yeah. it's an idea of course and it's 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 beautiful and it was great to see it the first time but this is way more it's 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 what creates our lives and defines the way we think about ourselves and other people and the future as you said the way we solve problems you so can- I think of the word
0: oblivion. When you, when you, he said matrix, I think of oblivion. And I'm sorry, oblivion means, uh, oblivion means, no, 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 no. Like you're taking it to a level. So if I had to put it like rank order, if, if, if Bambo says matrix, what we're still presupposing is that there is a way in which we as a group see the world and its experience. When I say oblivion, where I'm saying it goes to the levels, like it's like you're saying, actually, I can take my brain all out of this to the point where I'm no longer even an exit. The identity of existence is gone. And now I'm just looking like, wow, I'm I can't even imagine how I'm taking th- not only this world seriously, but how I'm seeing this world. It's like I've got five senses, I apparently, but I don't even know how I'm processing this. This is wild. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know. Mm-hmm. This interesting dichotomy that I often see, and I wonder if it's if it's connected to this, is that I often experience this sort of separation between the seeing and the being. Mm-hmm. And, and by seeing, I'm seeing observing the actor, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being the thing. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it sounds like this is a limited structure compared to your solidity, uh, uh, s- fluidity, fluidity and, and 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 structure. Would that be?
2: No, because I think that's just you being evolved uh, way beyond me because I'm always in the being. Okay? <laughs> so, but, but, no, but that's not true
0: because you were also seeing yourself interacting earlier with Bambos, and you couldn't have had that interaction say, I oh, observed okay, that I changed okay, for, yeah. for you since you presented. So that is obviously no, uh, a steer. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I get you.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's it's true. Of course, there's a meta a meta position. That's mm. what you're talking about. This yeah. meta position that is observing, also. But but in my uh, the way I understand reality on an on uh, in the intellectual level, of course, is that mm. uh, all this belongs. It's all fluctuating all the time. So it all belongs to this proba- as I call it the probability field of everyday life. So this is where I'm. Uh, it's like some. I thought I would use this example. Okay. I would say, imagine, I don't know if you, do you know Niels Bohr, the Danish uh, guy who invented uh, the baseline for atomic physics? No. Oh, yeah. I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the, he's like the founder of, of quantum mechanics. He was the first guy who's like saw, you know, the dynamics in the microscopic world. Okay. and how, how, it, how it had to be. And then Heisenberg and Dirac and all the other guys, you know, about Schrodinger and his cat and all these guys came afterwards and and and, and systemized the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I often think, so, so what would have happened if we had placed Niels Bohr instead of Newton? Now imagine that these guys, Niels Bohr, or, or maybe, uh, do you know Heisenberg? You heard about Heisenberg?
0: I've heard the name. The yeah. guy
2: who invented the quantum mechanics? Yeah. Uh, now, imagine one of these guys instead of Newton. So we go f- 300 years back, and they have no measurement systems, you know, and they have to describe reality as a quantum mechanical field or quantum mechanical dynamic. Imagine this was our inheritance instead of, you know, deterministic effects all the time, like Newton's idea, you know, that everything, mm. you know, you push, yeah. you push something and then it will, you know, and energy and energy and all this. So yeah. you would have, instead you had a probability field that would say that we would have been brought up with the idea that reality is just probabilities and that we need to understand everything as shifting probabilities and we need to interact with reality and the universe and ourselves and each other, you know, in the meta position, when we are being as probabilities always. Wow. Mm. So imagine that in kindergarten. How would it
0: yeah, look? Yeah, in kindergarten. <laughs> I don't know. If you, have you ever seen the books of uh, quantum mechanics for kindergartners? There's books no. like this, by the way. They exist. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah, great. Of course they do. But the problem yeah. is they, even those books come from a worldview of structure. Sure. This is the whole idea about quantum mechanics is that it's actually emphasizing you know, the power of determinism on the everyday experiential level. So this is quantum mechanics today. It is not a dynamic uh, uh, probability field of everyday life. It's the opposite. It's a weight that holds down the world as we know it. So just to say that. So anyway. You know what I love is that the world (laughs) that you're proposing,
0: it requires so much capacity from the individual that it it blows my mind that you could have even created a curriculum that would even support anything in this direction.
2: So, but… The beautiful thing is you are doing it already. That's the incredible thing. You are doing it right now. We are doing it. We are transforming fluidity into solidity. We are using the probability field to co-create reality. Yeah. It's an inert knowledge we already have, but it's just marginalized completely because mm-hmm. it doesn't support predictability, survivability, uh, you know, instinctive behavior, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So of course it's it, it, and and it's 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 incredibly difficult to imagine an educational system that can promote this and actually make it uh, work. Okay, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, that that's the whole thing. Is that it's sort
0: of weird because I, you know, I'm go ahead, show us your uh, diagram. You've got an equal sign and an equal crossing through it. And what's the? I say this I'm for equal. the podcast viewers so they know what I'm we're equal. talking about.
2: Equal.
1: Yeah.
2: Unequal, equal. So,
0: can I ask you a question? When you have these discussions with your children, what happens to their faces?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Uh, this This was for bamboos. This was you in the beginning of the show. You know, you were like this. Yeah, and I thought, how can we make you like this so you don't leave the show? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't talk. My, my children, they, they just, uh, I don't know. They, don't I, they I say, think, Dad, they're...
1: Dad, I want to, I want to, I want to use you as a case study.
0: Does, do they think Dad's crazy? <laughs> do they think Dad's crazy or not?
2: Okay, this is. I'm going out on a limp here. Okay. Okay. But my son is 12. Okay. I think he thinks I'm pretty cool, actually. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm I'm not exactly like the other dads in the yeah. class. You know,
1: yeah. But there's
2: you know, but I'm not completely lost. You know, so there's something about me that's yeah. okay as a dad. Also, you know?
1: I love Thomas, that. What does like if if your wife was here, what what would she say about you? Oh, I, I, I'm
2: separated from my wife. I was going to oh. say, for, oh. my first question was, is it the ex?
0: You asked, you went for the wife. I'm like, hold on, let me let me, let me preface this. What would your wife, what would your ex-wife? She so would, he, <laughs> he,
2: he, he, he would say he spends the money that children should have in the future on creating weird objects <laughs> and printing books that are of no importance really compared to oh. the future of the children. Mm.
0: Oh, wow. I'd love for, you know what? I'd love for my wife and your ex-wife, or for, potential ex-wife to meet. Because I've spoken to her and we've agreed that if we had kids, that our relationship would be a bit more stressed out because I live for the passion of today. I'm not fearful yeah. of tomorrow. So I can certainly relate with, um, with, with that sentiment. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Isn't it beautiful though? Because- in your way, what I hear in that is that you have a passion for life, yeah. <laughs> and that, and that, and 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 if you were with somebody that sort of matched that passion, you would actually have a great synergy. But I imagine, but,
2: would have, but then there would have been probably no money.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so my wife was very my, my 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 the wife that I'm separated from was she's very good at you know getting the money. The money. You know, she said. You got to stop your hobbying, you know, like I like you, I like that you
0: write those books it's really sweet, but can you write it and make it so that it doesn't cost any money next time <laughs>
2: yeah. or when will you start bringing money in yeah yeah right yeah. so and it's also it's it is actually important, you know so it's it's an, it's a part of it, you know so so anyway, so but you know
0: what's crazy is that you created this chaos pilots. Yeah. Obviously, this chaos pilots is taken over the world. You can go anywhere, mm-hmm. I'm sure, on the planet today and find yeah. people, practitioners of it. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you, are, are you? I mean, maybe it's a sensitive question, and I've never usually yeah. gone there. But are you benefiting from this chaos pilots that as it continues to grow throughout the world?
2: No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, but I- but just, but 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 in a way, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a reverse kind of way, because when I I. I hmm. I separated myself from the cast pilots a long time mm. ago, and because I thought, when we created the school, okay, we were like this young, this movement of young entrepreneurs and unemployed people and people making art and dancing and theater. All, all you know, Amsterdam, you know, just like Amsterdam. I know Are you it. in Amsterdam?
0: Yeah, we're in Amsterdam. Yeah.
2: Or like like San Francisco, but in yeah. the in the late eighties, early nineties, okay. And so we wanted to transform our experience into this in, institutionalize our experiences into an education. But what became clear pretty quickly, uh, and, and we had a parameter or criterion for doing this was that we, the, the paper, the, the paper we wrote or the project meant description that we wrote should be able to bring in someone from outside and they should read the book or read the project uh, description and they should be able to take over. This is institutionalization, okay? Wow! Yeah, of course. In order to institutionalize, you need to have a set of uh, of methods and uh, mm. a, a curriculum. Yeah. You know, you can pass it on and and you can scale it, basically. Yeah, okay? yeah, structure. Yeah, structure. Exactly. So, so we understood that in order to institutionalize this, we should be able to bring someone from the outside in. But quickly, it became apparent, of course, <laughs> that the people were too important. You know you can't mm. you can't institutionalize the dynamic and the energy of the people yeah. you know it, it can't be done
1: yeah
2: and so my my co the co-founder my co-founder ufe he eventually became the principal of the school mm-hmm. and was able to lift it because of his persona yeah not because of the the project description we wrote yeah with his energy you know and his Passion, Gongo. Gung, what you call gun, the. the yeah, gun ho yeah. attitude. I know yeah. it. I know yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So he he brought he he basically awoke it into the monster into life. You know, with his bare hands. Okay.
0: Mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking. That persona yeah. is so important, and it's so like you you know I always laugh because the best of anything often doesn't succeed. It's the one where there's a glamorized individual who who yeah.
2: gets such there's attraction to that person, and then yeah. yeah. And the person who is willing to, you, you know, to actually basically to give up everything to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. So in that sense, you know, it's uh, it's his, um, what do you call it? I don't know the English word, but his doing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I today can say I was a part of something that became really big was because of the, the work he put in. And also, of course, later on, other people. It would but be anyway, kind of like, it would be
0: like... Uh, Gates or that was it jobs and uh and what's the name of the the uh Wozniak. in Wozniak. you're like the was of yeah, uh yeah, of the chaos
2: pilot. I don't know that, but, but so, the, so the, what's interesting about my personal story and about what did you get from the chaos pilot? Of course, I can always own it, you know, I can always mm. bring it back into my life if I want to, but what I started thinking about was how would. If we were to make a school, okay, mm. that had a, the that if we really were to make make a curriculum, you know, a, a, a description of a school that could be scalable, that would match the need, the world as as is, okay, how would it look? Mm. So this is what I've been working on all the time. Mm, it's incredible. the new software, okay. So this is, this is what I've been doing. This is, this is, but some is in English, some is not, you know, but, but basically this is what I've tried to do. And, and and so I just, it comes down to the question, how come I experience fluidity as solidity? Mm -hmm. And so in all statements I make, I must also answer this question in order for this statement to be a true statement. So, Uh so, so I created this system, of course. So, so this is what I've been doing he just took
1: Beautiful. my brain and turned it <laughs>
2: down. Have you, uh, just i know
0: I, I hate i hate asking questions like this but i ask it. No. have you have you do you know of the the ted speaker uh, Sugata Mitra no okay sugata mitra did a ted video he basically put a computer in a wall in a slum in india and he said kids i'm not going to do anything i'm just going to give you access to a computer and let you teach yourselves or just be guided by their own curiosity. And what they did is they left that there and then they gave tests to those kids that were in the slums, not going. And their <laughs> English and math scores were comparable to the kids who were in schools and classes. Hmm. So they were teaching themselves because out of necessity, because they want to use this computer. And in order to use the computer, they have to learn all these things that otherwise they would not have known. And the the lesson there was the kids can teach themselves really well mm. if you allow them the space. And and what what they learned was is that encouragement was required. So they called the granny network. So grannies from around the world are being spotted into India and the granny just hears what they learn and says, good job, love mm. what you're doing. And yeah. then that encouragement just keeps these kids going.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. And that, that was a fascinating thing because it kind of, in a way um, I then I've worked on this project for, for, I think five years now it's called start soul. And all you do is you ask kids, uh, they call it a big question that's based on the fluidity of what's going on in that moment. So a question you would ask the kids are, is, what's the difference between fluidity and, and, uh, and structure? And then leave them to spend the next hour researching it and then sharing what it is they come up with. Mm. But it would be it, it inspiring their brains to begin to think in ways that they would otherwise be didactically taught. Like, Hey, structure is this. And, and so in a way it's encouraging them to think that that's just something.
2: I would actually take it a step further. Okay. Of course you would. Obviously. <laughs> so I would, I'm bringing in, this is the school. This is yes. a portable school. It's just two sticks. Okay. So on one stick we have, uh, let me see, it's, it's all opposite here. So what's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's reversed when I look at. So this is the, Solidity part, this is where the X equals the X. So this is where the thing is what it is. Mm, You are you, you are you, the computer is the computer, the world is the world, the universe is the universe. And this one is, is fluidity where X doesn't equal X. This is the change aspect. And so I would say to the kids, any experience you have, okay, will always be a mixture of these two any experience you have, any experience can be reduced to a mixture of these two. So and, and what you need to figure out is how do you want to navigate the space in between those two event horizons, basically, you can't, you, it's always a mixture, so you can't pass either of them. And so I would put out these on the floor. And I would explain it to them until they understood and then I would set them free. But I mm. would want them to understand that there is an equation that's real. And this is what we are operating within so that we have a system, a language, a linguistic uh, approach that we can talk to each other about reality as this mixture of fluidity and solidity. So I would actually.
0: as I hear you speak, I hear you addressing several things all at once. I, I must admit I have to go I have to go into a meditative state to actually feel into where it's connecting to my experience. so I, I, it's not like I'm listening at you to no, you at fine. face value Great. But it, and what what I'm taking is that um, I've often said that like if I look at an object then I can reduce the object down to its base elements and then see that basically I've created that object, going back to what I said earlier in the show. So in some ways, it's almost like I almost hear in your X equals X, X does not equal X. I hear strangely Buddhism. Like that's what I hear as I, because in some weird way, I see the existence of the thing is created through the projection of the reality that that thing exists. So if I say it only exists in my head, then I'm already acknowledging that that thing doesn't exist except for what I've projected in my head to exist.
2: But the problem and, is yes, it please. does exist. This is the problem. But you could say it <laughs>
0: exists apparently. That's what I would say, right? Or well,
2: no? no yeah, well, I, actually, that, but that's, that's the <laughs> difficulty about the whole concept is that you... you Touch yourself, you know. I'm so you happy right. you get it. <laughs> <laughs> like his face when you said
1: Buddhism, I love it.
0: I, I almost <laughs> felt as bad as when I said Karl Popper in my message to you, and then you were like, "Oh no, Andy, you, you're oversimplifying the or
2: you're or you're oh, yeah." No, no, but it's it's because there's a, it's a discussion. I haven't really at in depth. You know, it's the whole discussion about the now. Yeah. Okay. Which is as i understand it a very important part of at least some buddhist tradition okay hmm. being in the now okay so the problem is that the question of change experience doesn't allow for a now hmm. so it's like so there's a, and it's a it's most likely because i don't understand buddhism but on the surface it seems that there's a contradiction between my basic idea and the basic idea of Buddhism. But this may not be the truth.
0: Well, let me be honest with you. I don't understand Buddhism either. So we both agree on that. <laughs> I, I was taking a base idea I had of Buddhism yeah, 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 and applying yeah. it, but without, without, yeah. uh, without yeah, yeah, really yeah. enough knowledge to really do that responsibly. Um, there's one thing I'd like to share about you that I love, and I really want to like celebrate you for one moment, is that you're one of the few people I've seen who's given so much thought to things but holds it lightly. So when we talk, you know, there's a, often what I've experienced in my life is when someone has given so much thought to a topic, it's usually exhausting to speak with them because they're so rigid in their idea. It's always you have to understand what I understand so that you learn whatever it is I have to teach you. Yeah. Like, that's the way I experience people that have, <laughs> have done as much research as you've done. And what I experience with you is this fluid joy of the exploration And then, and then we get to meet wherever we meet, and it doesn't really matter because we're both figuring it out as a goal. And that's something that I find really beautiful in you. And I just want to cherish that while we're with you because it's uh, it's a special, it's a special quality, actually. (laughs) Yeah I, I, yeah, I was not excited to go into this show when I looked at your eight books. I'm like, I, and I looked at Bambos and Bambos said
1: to me. He said to me, you're not going to enjoy the show. I said, you're not going to enjoy the show. And you know what Bambos said to me?
0: Bambos said to me, he said, I looked at his website before we started. I have no clue what this guy does. <laughs> oh, man. So I just wanted to celebrate oh. you for that. It's really a great pleasure
1: great. to be here. And I also want to add. I'm also really enjoying you. And at the same time, we're going to finish this show in like 30 minutes. I don't like I'm going to go home like, what did we talk about?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to meditate when I listen to you, because what you're asking me to do is not just understand you. You're asking me to go back to an experience in myself, which is why I brought it to more of a meditation. Like, I have to allow myself to, like, see through my own indoctrination of how things exist and how I've come to see reality. So you're asking a lot of the individual, like I mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. And uh, and therefore, it's beautiful to listen to you. And I realize, wow, I need to go into some some almost, like, where my brain sort of bifurcates and I can't allow a reality to set in that I get comfortable with. So that's really what you're asking. the You're asking a lot of the individual. Yeah. 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 I am. Yeah, that's mm. great. Yeah. But without any spiritual mumbo-jumbo. to mumbo jumbo. Mm. No. You're just saying, it's a mathematical equation, guys. If you understand yeah. the math, then why are you making it so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> and then he laughs. Yeah.
2: So, but I, I, I think the, the fun part, you know, is that it's, it's an equation, but it actually only works if it's on the floor and the people are inside the equation. Yeah. Mm. So this is the different, this is the method, this is the, it's, it's a mathematics that, that you actually have to be inside the equation.
0: Oh wow! Can you can you elaborate on that a little? But tell me what what would be an exercise you might run w- which helps people experience the thing <laughs> you're talking about?
2: So this is this is this is where I'm not not so strong. But but basically I'm just it's, it would be you put you put out you create the probability field, okay. and you insist that any posi- it's an infinite number of potential positions that all are different mixtures of fluidity and solidity. Mm -hmm. and and so basically you can start in the end where it's most solid you know close to this is this is this is in this end close to this event horizon and you Mm -hmm. can feel and experience you know how you've been brought up by words and ideas and assumptions that really uh, promote gravity and and uh, cause and effect and you know it's like when you if you want to change something you really have to push and carry and lift and everything is heavy and it's like a the world oh, is so, wow. yeah, it's extremely dense, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. And this
2: is, you are taught from moment one, this is how it is, okay? Yeah. And then you just slowly start to say, okay, let's try to take one tiny, tiny step, you know, towards other parts of the equation where the mixture is different, where there's less density. Density. It doesn't make it wrong to be close to the home of the body, because basically that is the home of the body is very close to, you know, there's so much fluidity, solidity, mm. and a little mm-hmm. bit of, that, that's the home of the body. So yeah. we need to, be there, but we should still experiment what happens, you know? So you asked me in the beginning, did you take drugs? Okay. Yes, I did take drugs. So say when you're dreaming, when you do drugs, when you are in love, okay, when you're in love, you, you I imagine that you are further, the mixture is different. There's more fluidity and less solidity. The body mm-hmm. doesn't take such a big toll on your experience, so, so I would ask people to maybe to remember other states of minds, you know, and we would physically move around in the equation and and discover reality as this field of probabilities defined by these two event horizons, fluidity and solidity.
1: Hmm. It, it feels like the X doesn't equal X. That it, it, it's a space of really surrendering, like more more in the body, like more feeling, but not even being able to put words to it. And the X equals X is more like believing what you're what, you're, yeah, what you're feeling. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. If you imagine it's a glass and you can mix, you know, fluidity and solidity. So what you're saying is the X equals X is like it's full of solidity and there's only a little tiny bit of, of fluidity there, you know. Mm. But there's always a mix, okay. It can't be. Okay. Just one thing. It has to be a big, and with the other end, there's just a little bit of fluid, solidity, and there's a lot of fluidity. Okay. So the experiences are completely different. Okay, Look, so we, like
1: they're talking about you and me. Yeah, it's talking a bit about our dynamics. <laughs> this, this
0: I live, I live with a lot of fluidity. The solidity is sort of like, wow, what are these people looking at, and why are they thinking that's real? You know, I, I have, a, you know, what when you when you speak like this, there's a topic or things that obviously come up. But one of the things that comes up for me is really ingrained beliefs that are so ingrained that people don't even understand that their beliefs, like the word. Does your life have purpose? Are you living your true purpose? Have you found your life's purpose? Like all of the purpose stuff. So I've noticed that that has become so ingrained, especially in coaches and trainers trying to sell things to other people, that people often when they're living, they might be totally at peace, but then I say, are you living your true purpose? And then by by putting that putting that solidity right in their face, like, like all of a sudden they start to question their own uh, happiness. Like, oh my God, I haven't found my true calling yet. And then all of a sudden they're stuck Because now the thing that they were totally at peace before someone entered uh, uh, something in the in the solidity that said, oh, are you living your true purpose or calling? And if you're not, then you will never be happy. And now all of a sudden they're pulled into this idea that, oh, my God, I'm not happy because I haven't found. And then they'll spend 10 years paying people and then always saying, yes, but I have never found my true calling and i'm and i'm always laughing thinking to myself wow isn't it funny because before that idea came in that you were supposed to have a calling you were you were really happy <laughs> but as soon as the solidity the density of the thing came in oh, you you got stuck in an idea and that idea then defined your your mm. you know frustration so uh, in and i guess moving to the fluidity i see then like all words in the fluid space My mind just jingles with there's a word that apparently exists that creates something in me. And now I'm like, wow, isn't that fascinating? As opposed to now, what do I have to do with it? Right? Because the doing with it is where it gets dense. And the this is weird. Isn't that weird when we use a certain word, it creates a certain experience. And there's no attachment and then creation of that. (laughs) <laughs> What's going on, Thomas?
2: I'm actually not sure I understood what you just said, okay? But but, <laughs> okay, but, that's but good. So the problem when I explain the scale and you ask me for an exercise, okay? Yeah. In a way, simplify it a little bit just to make it comprehensible. And that's also what you want me to do, okay? That's what you're asking me. Thomas, really. so we may not understand, but please you know, give us some tools so that we can you know, get a grasp of what you're doing or what you're trying to say. But the problem is that this idea about fluidity and solidity and who we are, it's of course we have a shared universe okay and to some degree this define us as solid in this sense okay we mm-hmm. share this universe and the universe is a mirror of us as bodies trying to survive in the world you know and creating a world where the body can can be okay
1: mm-hmm.
2: but if you take a person for instance like, let's say a shaman, okay, just this. I, I'm just improvising now. I'm, mm-hmm. but you take a shaman, okay. This guy, from my point of view, he will appear as someone who has access to fluidity, okay. But to him, okay, this is a space of solidity, okay. Yeah. His the world. So, and this is where it becomes a probability field. And this is where the whole thing becomes, Slightly more complex than we're used to, used to you know working with it because to him it's solid. His world is actually solid, but to me it's not solid. So the question is, how can I discover the position of the other? Because I can't just take my ideas for granted in mm-hmm. a way. Maybe this was a little bit what you were saying before. So the thing is that when we communicate with each other. We often have experiences, okay? We, we sense a little bit of, of resistance or there's certain, it's very difficult sometimes to pinpoint exactly what's happening when we are talking to each other and when we are around each other. But I think one of the keys to understanding this probability field is actually to be, become aware of the very, very, very small fluctuations in this, in the, in the properties of, of the qualities of our communication. And this is actually how we, def- how we, how we find each other in, in this infinite, pro- because the probability field is infinite. You are so potentially so far away. So the, the, it's actually when we communicate that these tiny, tiny, tiny little fluctuations in the qualities of our communication actually, t- it's like, a, it's like a compass. It's like a, a plotter or something. It, it helps us find each other. So yeah, you yeah. could say in a weird way, you could say that the conflicts, and the trouble, and all that's not right in the way we communicate is actually how we find each other.
0: Yeah, But, <laughs> but the, the challenge. But by the way, just one step to there. Let me <laughs> come on,
2: bring it on. But, but there's one challenge
0: <laughs> in it. Is and this goes to another, and this might be way off. Like you, you like no, I'm thinking. I, well, like oh, is that if if as soon as identity gets introduced, then everything that you're saying has Mm -hmm. to be conflicted with the one's inability to see themselves and taking themselves seriously in the interaction. So now I'm not with you in the discussion. I'm with the former idea of myself. I'm arguing with you from an idea of myself instead of being with you. Mm -hmm. So right now I can tell how we interact. We're letting go of a lot of, like when you say, I'm letting you inform my way of seeing the world. So I'm not I'm not thinking, wow, I'm right. I'm saying, I'm presenting you, this is how I see things. And as you present back to me, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I'm missing a nuance here that I could actually get from Thomas that could help me. Now, and 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 when you say, Andy, I have no idea what you said, but let me address it anyways. Basically, all we're doing is we have an intention to meet. And that intention is something bigger than um, than two people that both have an identity that are trying to win an argument. And I think that – I don't know how you address that. That's the question.
2: That's becoming alive, basically. The fact that you and I are communicating. Mm -hmm. Remember, we are fluctuating. We are not present. It's a probability field. So the magic and the wonder is the fact that we are actually, you know, we are actually manifesting. But but, but
0: Thomas (laughs) – you're full of shit. Everything yeah, you say is I bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell you're saying. I think you're making this shit up. Like, yeah, so what happens? In, what what happens? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like me. I hate this. So, so, but what? But what happens? What happens in the probability field when that's the energy you're meeting?
2: I, we, I would just, you know, uh, I will just uh, backtrack.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I would, as I would. I mean, I, I guess what I'm asking myself actually. <laughs> I love I love I love being with you because it's true I mean but the funny thing is I guess I spend where you specialize in your field my field is what are the preconditions for an inner for us to interact in a way where it's meaningful where it makes sense so I reduce it very practical and uh and 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 you're you're dealing with it like on a meta level where you're you've turned it into a mathematical equation so I I find it quite beautiful obviously yeah Uh, when I'm with you discussing I feel like my brain has to reconfigure to the reality you're asking me to to uh mm. to uh hold it's not easy especially if you've been indoctrinated that x equals x and everything exactly. is reality and everything yeah, is yeah. dense and yeah. you're asking me to let go of that in order yeah. to see what what's what's in the fluid world yeah. it, that that's a lot to ask of an individual who's been and you said yeah if we started yeah. at an earlier age Good then point. if Imagine if we started with quantum physics and that was what our baseline was for where we start to educate people as opposed to where it was Newton, right? So if we, if we jumped forward in time and said yeah. now it's basically we're, we're, we're basing everything on a non-fluid world and now we're setting you out in the world and trying to figure it out, right? It's, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's another way of, uh, of, of uh, experiencing the world. Thank you for being with us. It was really a beautiful hour. It shot by. uh, We're already over time. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's been a pleasure talking to you.
0: What a sweet man. Well, that was beautiful. (sighs) I feel grateful. This was really, I really enjoyed, I have to say, I just enjoyed being with him. What a beautiful energy.
1: Yeah. The thing that you really pointed out, um, that he can laugh. And not hold on to things so so firmly, even though he's had he. It feels like he sees it, and he's inviting you into his world, and it's more an invitation. Yeah, and and and
0: if I tried to summarize and I was off, it was like that's fine. You know what I mean? There's no like, no, Andy, you don't get it. We got to explain <laughs> this to you. There was something really beautiful in that energy field. Let's yeah, say, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, it for today.
1: We're gonna see you guys tomorrow <laughs> on another episode of. Chaos It's a wonderful chaos.
2: We like it that way Uh oh, uh oh.